0: You're listening to The Better Angle on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
1: BetMGM, we're here on the BetQL Network. Cam's best, Kate K-Con's will you for the next couple hours here. Cam, we're going to get Carmen Vitale on in just a moment to nice. some NFC North, which is Exciting for us as Bears fans because this season should be better for the Bears, right?
2: We should have no concern about the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers is far away. He's with the Jets (laughs) in an entirely different conference. So everything should be coming up Chicago Bears this year. Hopefully Carmen agrees with us when we bring her on.
1: Let's bring her on and ask her what she thinks. Uh, Carmen Vitale she covers the NFC North for Fox Sports North. Carmen, thank you so much for joining us today. How is your Saturday going?
0: Uh, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful day in Chicago, and I think summer we can trust it here. <laughs> right? It's finally warmed
1: up. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful out today. It's warm. It's a perfect day to be outside, and yes, yeah. you're right. I hope we can finally trust that, but please, never never please. in the Midwest can you, never you really know. You never trust know. the weather. Um, you covered the NFC North, so you're all in on what's going on with all of these teams. Justin Fields, what can we expect from him this season and the Chicago Bears in terms of the next step that he's going to take?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing to happen to Justin Fields' expectations was Jalen Hurts last year, and now everybody saw what that year three jump can look like. And everyone's like, well, Jalen Hurts did it, so now it's Justin Fields' turn. And while I think that the addition of the DJ Moore and a more solid offensive line is going to do wonders for him, I'm still trying to temper a little bit of expectations. This is only the first time he's ever gone into year two of the same system. So hopefully we see a little bit better uh, in the passing game. You know, he he gets his legs under him as well, and we get the marriage of the two. And see production out of the offense. I think that's what success kind of looks like for the Bears this year.
2: Well, Carmen, I will tell you this that uh, last week I actually dropped a few dollars on Justin Fields in terms of NFL MVP. So remember that, Kate? We did. 18 to 1. I'm just saying. If they can get to a certain amount of wins and we get the numbers from Justin Fields and, like you said, can get his feet underneath him and really make those accurate passes, that will only enhance his ability to uh, get that MVP award. So, fingers still crossed on that, but that is further down the road. Let's let's talk about Matt Eberflus. Uh, what, what do you think the expectations are from him as head coach, especially now offensively with what they have with the weapons and the receiving core to help Justin Fields but then also defensively in their attack because we know that he is defense first especially coming over from the Colts
0: yeah and the defense was I mean I'm going to level with you guys pretty non-existent last year but it's bottom of the barrel in most major metrics and that's not something that obviously Maddie as a defensive-minded coach is satisfied with but This year, this offseason, was really about shoring up the offense so that you can get a full evaluation on Justin Fields and find out if he's your quarterback of the future. That being said, I alluded to it before, success looks like a productive offense. On the defensive side of the ball, they still have a lot of work to do. I feel really good about that linebacking core now that they brought in Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards. I feel good about the defensive secondary starters not a lot of depth behind them but i like the group that is kind of evolving there they still have a lot of work to do on the front and especially (laughs) that matters a lot when you're talking about a run defense that let up quite a bit of yards last year on a per game basis so i don't know how much impact you're going to see from the defense i think they need to be as close to average as possible to give justin fields um a little bit of help on that side of the ball so he doesn't have to go out there and score 35 points a game but I don't know that they're really prioritizing the defense this year I think it's all about the offense and I think that the Bears front office is willing to give both Ryan Poles and Maddie because that leash to see how this all plays out
1: so with the Bears sitting at four to one to win the NFC North that that's the longest odds in this division Is it worth sprinkling a little on the Bears? Just um, knowing that they do have some new pieces
0: here that could find success? Honestly, I wrote a a series, actually, for foxsports.com that made the case for each of these four teams to win the division because I think each of them has a case, has a legitimate case. This division is completely wide open. And what needs to happen for the Bears to finish at the top is that Justin Fields needs to take that Jalen Hurts type year three jump. But if he does it and you do get a productive offense and the defense can limit some of the points that opponents are scoring with how, you know, how many question marks there are in this division, it's not inconceivable to think that the Bears could finish first in the division and kind of surprise
2: everybody. Carmen, you got me smiling right now by saying (laughs) Bears finishing first in the division right now. I'm trying to slow down and stop my excitement right now. But still, it's great to hear that. But in all seriousness, though, they have a great opportunity to finish atop the uh, NFC North Division just because offensively they have made those jumps. But then also, there hasn't been much upgrades, in my opinion, in terms of when you look at the entire division with the Minnesota Vikings and also the Detroit Lions, with them really kind of separating themselves from everyone else. Um, Detroit is favored to win the division at plus. Plus 140. So what are your thoughts on the NFC North as a whole, especially with Minnesota and Detroit right up there at the top?
0: Yeah, Detroit, I really think, is the most complete team right now. They don't have a lot of glaring needs, and they have a really good coaching staff that's been able to get a lot out of young players and inexperienced players and kind of bring them along quickly. We saw towards the back half of last season where you have a guy like James Houston drafted in the sixth round. And he finishes second uh, on the team in sacks with eight of them after not starting until week 12. So you see that kind of maturation of these young guys very quickly in Detroit, which is what I think gives you the most optimism about them. Minnesota is a total wild card. You have a drastically new system under Brian Flores on that defensive side of the ball. One of the biggest overhauls that I can think of in recent memory between systems, the system of Ed Donatel and now of Brian Flores, They had a lot of defensive departures, too, so he's going to have to make something out of virtually nothing on that side of the ball. But that being said, they have the Offensive Player of the Year on on offense, and Kirk Cousins with a lot of incentives to play well this year as he's going to play out the last year of his contract. So I think the addition of Jordan Addison is really going to help complement Justin Jefferson and what he's able to do. But we really saw last year that Kirk just trusts Justin Jefferson implicitly and gives him those balls that maybe even when he's covered, double-covered, Kirk is going to throw him the ball and see what he can do with it. So those two are really, really big question marks. Um, and I just think that the Lions, though, have a little bit of an edge. But at the same time, they're the Lions. Can you <laughs> trust them? I don't know. Yeah,
1: They are the Lions. Uh, we are talking to Carmen Vitali. She covers the NFC North for Fox Sports. Carmen, uh, speaking of the Vikings, I mean, how many one-score games did they win last year. That was kind of crazy. I'm not sure I see them repeating that or having that same type of success in those uh, types of games. But if we look at this roster, Dalvin Cook is no longer on it. What does this team look like without Dalvin Cook and Alexander Mattson? Is he going to, you know, take over and kind of be the Dalvin Cook um, that we've seen in these past couple of years for the Vikings?
0: Yeah, I don't know that we're going to see him be the guy in the sense that they tried to make Dalvin cook, the guy it's been very interesting. When you look at uh, Kevin O'Connell system, it's, it's from that Shanahan tree. Everything is built off the run game, whether that means a, an even split, it usually doesn't, you still get a lot more passes. This is a, a pa- passing offense that likes to get the ball, push the ball down the field. But at the same time, in order to make all of the window dressing and stuff that they do on pretty basic concepts work, you need to establish some sort of run game or some sort of threat. And that's where Alexander Madison is going to have to shine and fill that role of Dalvin Cook. There's a little bit of a crowded field behind Madison, too, um, trying to figure out who the second and kind of third backs are going to be, who the third down back is going to be. Um, but I think they're really going to utilize multiple tight end sets maybe this year. They, uh, they, we saw a huge uptick in Kirk Cousins' um, air yards per attempt Once TJ Hawkinson joined the team, he was really sticking with those short intermediary sides of the field until TJ Hawkinson came and covered those areas of the field. So he could push Justin Jefferson down the, down, you know, downwind, down the sideline, really hit those guys on on longer passes and push the ball down the field and be a little bit more productive. So I think that you're going to see some creativity with the tight end. And just again, with the different receivers and what they can do, but it it starts with, being able to sell that you could do anything um, it, it, with the backfield and with your running backs and with Alexander Mattson. So he is going to be the key, I think, to unlocking a lot of this offense.
2: Well, speaking of backfields and what you can do with your running backs, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers because (laughs) as a Bears fan, I feel it's disrespectful that the (laughs) Vegas books have them finishing higher than the Bears in the division at plus 350. Just Mm -hmm. putting it out there, but I get it and I understand it. But what are you expecting from this Green Bay team, minus Aaron Rodgers who's with the Jets now, and especially with Jordan Love stepping into that QB1 spot to try and lead this offense? Because I think one thing that they can really rely on is their backfield attack.
0: Yeah, I don't want to burst your Bears fan bubble, but I really don't see. And maybe it's because I grew up here too, and Green Bay has been good my entire life. I'm just not ready to accept that because Aaron Rodgers is out of the division that they're going to crumble.
2: Yeah, because, I'm the same. I'm the same way, Carmen. I, yeah. I am. Like I, I have kind of like nightmares about it. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm just like, all right, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Maybe there's hope. No Brett Favre, no Aaron Rodgers. Maybe there's hope unless Jordan Love turns into one of those two guys and just tortures yeah, the Bears unless again. He
0: goes, That's the league on fire himself, but this is the thing. Jordan Love is stepping into about as good of a situation as you possibly could as a first year starter. Not only does he have that running game to lean on with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones was working out with him in California before the offseason program even started, but then you have a couple of really young receivers that he's been able to develop chemistry with, especially Romeo Dobbs. Everything that we've heard out of camp is that he's getting the bulk of the work. But then you have a defense with a tremendous amount of talent. And if they can play up to their level of talent, they can stay on the field or get Justin, or Jordan Love rather on the field and give him extra possessions and give him more chances to score points. I just don't know that that's, that's such a good situation for a young quarterback to be in. Not to mention, he've gotten to sit. For three years behind whatever you think about him one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game yeah. and learn the system he knows the offense like the back of his hand and you just don't get that chance to develop at the pro level anymore it's a it's a you know what have you done for me lately league it's a mm-hmm. instant gratification league you really don't get to see these quarterbacks sit and really get acclimated to the league before they're expected to start so i just it's a perfect storm of a great situation and if Jordan Love can execute as well as he knows the offense, I just I think Green Bay is gonna
2: be fine. <laughs> oh no, Carmen, don't, don't do say that. It. Oh it's a beautiful Saturday in Chicago.
0: <laughs> oh. oh
1: no, we're just we're just messing with you. We know that, you know. The Bears still have some work to do, as much <laughs> yeah. as we don't want to believe it. Yeah, but true. week one, we have Packers and Bears, so we kind of get to see these two Early teams on, yeah. um, go up against each other pretty quickly. Yeah. And, Carmen, for our you know listeners or viewers who are interested in betting on this game, the Bears are two and a half point favorites, which seems about fair being, yeah. you know, home field advantage, things like that. How do you see this game playing out? And is there any way that you would bet this game uh, if you were to put some money down on it?
0: Uh, the pessimist in me has <laughs> the Packers still taking it because I just think it's too good for, like, the Bears fans can't have nice things. The right. Chicago Bears can't have nice things. Yep, it's not fact. like a
1: yeah.
0: Aaron Rodgers is gone, so now we're going to win the first game, you know, in, against the Packers, and it's set up to be this whole, dramatic. I'm like, I don't really. Again, they're still kind of getting used to new components to their offense the Bears are. We're going to see how the chemistry has developed between Justin Fields and DJ Moore and being able to score points. But again, Jordan Love has been in this offense. He hasn't been playing, like starting, but he's been in this offense for three years. He knows, and that comes in handy so much in the very beginning of seasons before you have a chance to really get some live reps under you. So I just don't know. If I had to bet, if I, again... I would just be a little bit more pessimistic just so I wouldn't get let down by my Bears. I'd rather be pleasantly surprised um, than be devastatingly disappointed.
2: I I respect the Carmen. I really do. (laughs) Before we get you out of here, we've got about 30 seconds. Uh, We talked about the NFC North and phenomenal job of dissecting the entire division and each team in that division. But do you see anybody winning an Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, or maybe MVP award out of the NFC North? Or who has a really stronger chance than anyone else?
0: I, you have to go Justin Jefferson again, just because of the fact he, what he was able to do last year, and the fact that he is still going to have a really good complementary offense, one and quarterback that gets him the ball and feeds him the ball. I mean, Kirk Cousins had the most pass attempts I think that he's had in his career last year, so that's why you saw his numbers kind of inflated. But it meant that Justin Jefferson was on the receiving end of most of that work. So when you're talking MVP, when you're talking Offensive Player of the Year you're talking a lot about volume and production and Justin Jefferson is by far and away going to get the most chances to do that.
1: Well, Carmen, thank you so much uh, for hopping on here with us today and all of your insights, even though, you know, we still have some work to do as Bears fans, but uh, (laughs) appreciate you breaking all this down. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday here in Chicago.
0: Thank you guys so much for having me.